Welcome to my first record. Uh, my name is David Brito and I'm a music journalist based in Bombay. For my first record, I'm going to be speaking to artists about their first releases, of course, whether it's an EP or an album, and how their project has aged over time. Today, we've got uh, Bombay-based singer-songwriter Vernon Rona with us, who released his debut EP, Closer to Home, in 2016, which is quite a nice record. And if you haven't heard it yet, I suggest to go check it out. So, uh, Vernon, thanks for joining me, man. And uh, how have you been during the quarantine? Thanks so much for uh, inviting me on your first uh, ever show. Uh, yeah, quarantine's been tough, man, uh, like it is for everybody. Uh, I depend solely on the money made through live music uh, a lot because streaming music doesn't give you much. Uh, so quarantine is a bit tough, but I'm still a little, little more blessed because of the savings and everything else that's around me. And uh, and yeah, all the music's keeping me alive. So I'm making more music and making uh, demos for my next album. So that's how I'm ke keeping busy. Sounds exciting. Yeah, man. So before before the next album comes out, I mean, you're, you're here to talk to me about uh, Closer to Home. Yeah. So take me back to that process, man, about that that EP and uh, the, the the early stages of it, to be precise. Uh, so around 2013-2014 uh, is when I uh, decided I should uh, make Closer to Home. There were a lot of songs uh, under it, so we were not really sure of whether to make it into an EP or an album, but then. Uh, Laron was there, he was uh, producing the album, and then album and now EP. Uh, and then when I showed him the songs, uh, we put it together and we made it like a theme. And we came uh, to a theme that is connected to home and thus these five songs came out of it and became close to home, became the five songs that we go on to the EP to be produced. And uh, yeah, and uh, what happened that time is it, it's like one thing kept adding to the other and just kept uh, lagging. Uh, so when I first started in 2000, around 2000-2014, uh, I wanted to uh, finish it by 2015, but it uh, never did. It, uh, I think it was my 2015, the birthday uh, at that time, where uh, friends bought me a cake with uh, Close to Home written on it. And I was so thrilled, I'm like, wow, my EP is getting recognized already. But they didn't know that it will take another year to uh, get produced. That sounds pretty cool, man. I mean, you had fans of the EP before the songs were even out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were. Because I, I had told everybody I'm producing the EP, I'm releasing the EP. But it was not going through, it was not, it was not cutting through. And everything was getting delayed, like how indie musicians delay everything. And you can come home if you want. You can... I mean, let, let's uh, dive into the songs on the record. Uh, the first song, the EP opens with Come Back Chat which is an ode to your father of course yeah and that song has been uh, has like people recognize you for that song mainly i guess now because it's, it's got so many plays yeah, and yeah. it's uh, wanted wanted to be heard at gigs and stuff people sing along there, yeah. there have been covers of it yeah so like uh, take us back to that song i mean it's, it's an emotional song of course and uh, what can you tell people about it uh so again i wrote it as the first line mentions it's nine past eleven. It's three months now. It's seven. So I must have probably written in the seventh month. But at the end, uh, I wrote it probably in that year itself. It was uh, it was around May. I remember when uh, the disappearance happened, and uh, I think I must have written it somewhere in December 
and uh, I had sent the song. I played a song to Laron first in his house, and he really liked it. And then when we uh, decided to put the song in the EP, I had, I had not completed the song fully. I just written a few lines and then got on to the verse and chorus. And then later on, I put everything together. And then I sent it to Laron. I told him, "See, bro, this is the this is the song. This is how it sounds like." And then uh, Leron played that iconic riff that you can hear on Comeback Jack. Uh, he put it from UK. He was he was studying something in UK in music, and uh, he played some piano parts. And he put it, put on a drum beat and sent it to me. And, and it's almost the same. Like whatever you hear Comeback Jack, it almost sounds the same now. How do you think that song has developed over time? I mean, it's no longer just your song anymore because everyone likes it and listens to it, and maybe has a different connection or meaning towards it and yeah. what do you make about that uh see i've got a lot of uh, tags on instagram and facebook uh connected to the song where people are tagging the song and uh, tagging other people into the song uh that's when i realized people are trying to you know connect it to other things like people coming back home and uh, people who are missing their friends and their family and they want them to come back uh, and uh, it's it's nice to know that people are connecting the song differently as well because uh, i wrote the song personally to my father but then uh, not everyone has uh, you know one family member missing or someone missing but uh, missing can be in like short terms so the person can come back so it's, it's great it's if you can uh, twist the song meaning to uh, fit your own purpose it's nice and it is really heartwarming to see that i have time I haven't lost my mind. The record then moves to uh, I Have Time, which is which is also slow paced and a, a light listen, and a song that you haven't actually spoken about much. Yeah. I have not read in interviews or seen you talk about it much. I mean, tell us what that song, what that song, that that song is yeah. about. Well, uh, see, that song is is my personal favorite. I. I shouldn't say that any of my songs is my favorite, but it's it's my personal favorite from uh, the EP. I have time because uh, the song is written uh, for me as well, uh, and the home element over there is that I'm trying to get back to who I was and just come back to person to the center base. And uh, the lyrics, if you can hear. I've written the lyrics in such a way where it sounds like a breakup song, but it's not a breakup song because <laughs> I don't think I've gone through a breakup. Uh, but uh, yeah, it sounds like that. Uh, I've written it in such a way where the lyrics are like heroes or like actors and actresses to a movie, and the movie is the song, and uh, the story is something else. the The main uh, the backstory line to that song is about me. I'm trying to get back. the person i was i'm trying to slow down give myself time and that's how i i wrote that to motivate myself and it came out through a full fledged song i i didn't know i'll make a full fledged song out of it but then it happened and it's there i barely saw as a candlelight i swam the ocean without a uh then we have uh, a change in pace on the record with yeah. sunrise with candlelights and uh, that song has a totally sh- different shift and uh, it's a third song on the ep which is right in the center of of the record and was that a conscious decision to put that song there because the ep takes a different uh, sonic shift yeah 
So uh, yes, it was a conscious decision to put the song there because of the bass, because uh, all the other songs, uh, including Lunchbox, are slightly, uh, slightly more, not not much, uh, but we definitely decided to put that on the third after I have time. And uh, now it's also picking up the pace with other listeners because, uh, uh, as I can see, everyone's liking the song uh, more than Comeback Jack now. Uh, even on SoundCloud, if I see the stats, it's just rising for Sunrise Candle. It's not stopping at all. Uh, it's been their favorite. Some people have also told me it's their alarm tone, which I <laughs> totally will uh, tell them to stop doing that because alarm tones are pretty annoying. It gets annoying. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sunrise with Candlelights also is a song, uh, as I said, about about hope and uh, I wrote it for Lisa when she was going to family turmoils and I could not step in or do anything but I told her I can give you hope and uh, there's one song that I wrote about that and uh, and it's still climbing, it's still rising and hopefully, uh, I, don't know, I don't know where it's going to reach. <laughs> Let's see. Then we come to my favorite song on the record, which is uh, Lunchbox. Oh. Simple song, simple chord structures, a nice harmonica section, and a nice speaking section as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me more about the the recording process of this song, more so than what it's about. Uh, so, firstly, uh, we recorded everything in uh, Ayan's studio, whatever is in the album and uh, EP, if I should say. And uh, Ayan was really helpful with uh, whatever knowledge he could give. He was really patient with both of us, Leron and uh, and, uh, and me. Uh, so one thing that he suggested for this song is that uh, we use one of his older guitars. And it was, uh, the strings had, I think, around 12 gauge on them. It was slightly, uh, slightly, just slightly rusted. It, it sounded a little different. and. Uh, he wanted me to record on that, so we recorded on that for, to give it some chunk. And it was a slightly different guitar than what I what I use. So, so that was the first thing on the recording. That second thing is uh, the interlude section where you can uh, hear Leron and me speaking. Uh, because it was lunchbox, uh, there was a there was an empty section in between. So, and I was really fed up of putting a sort of a solo onto it because it will become like very cliche so Leron and me decided we should not put a solo or uh, any interlude Leron suggested we should talk or we should put something very random so one day we went to Paramount restaurant Mahim and tried to record like you know hotel ambiences because it, but it got really noisy there and uh, so as the other restaurants as well uh, so once uh, what we did is we went to Ayan's kitchen, he set up all the uh, recording gear there, like, like two, three mics differently, and he started making coffee and banging some utensils. And uh, he put one mic for both of us, and we were talking. And we just took two takes to do that. The first take, I think we did something, we, we took a menu, and but the second take, there was Tawa pull out there, and I pointed it out, and, and <laughs> that's what's on the record, what you can hear. It's, it's all unplanned, whatever you hear is unplanned, it's nothing uh, planned, so we just, decided to keep it raw and as it is. As a ship sails, play that song again we made. Then the record shifts to that more melancholic sound again like we heard on the first two songs with the EP closer 
as the ship sails. Yeah. Uh, this song too, I mean, is is uh, a song about hope. I presume, like you mentioned earlier, on coming back home. Yeah. And uh, yet, yeah, can, can you t- touch upon this one again? So, as the ship sails is more sort of a song about distant relationships, and uh, I I never had one, uh, thankfully. But uh, all my roommates that stayed with me had long-distance relationships, and I, I, <laughs> I was lucky enough uh, to see them go through it, so that I can write a song about it. Uh, but I pictured myself into a long-distance relationship, long-distance, not wrong, long-distance relationship, and then I wrote the song. As why I put the word ship is because my friend Arthur had uh, gone to a ship, leaving his girlfriend here in Mumbai, so that's why. That's where I got the idea from, uh, as the ship sails. And if you see in the uh, the lyric video that I made, the animated lyric video that I made it's on YouTube, uh, the girl that works on the ship uh, comes back. So at the end of the day, I'm just trying to say that whoever goes comes back. So it starts with come back, Jack, where the person doesn't come back at all, and uh, as the ship sails, where the person has hope to you know come back. It's been four years now since the record came out, and uh, looking back on the entire process, what have you learned, and how do you think this record has aged in that span of time? Uh, the record's still catching up with people. It's not really caught fire as to how I thought it would. Uh, definitely, one can only learn more from uh, you know the past album, from past EPs. What I have learned is that I should not put a timeline to my next album or the next EP because that's what it did for Closer to Home. I put a date called 20th of February and I just wanted to finish everything in that within that time and uh, I shouldn't have done that, I should have waited and uh, that's the one major part that I've learned and what I'll not do in the next EP is use uh, take guitars for granted. I think I should record with much more brighter guitars if needed if needed. Uh, laziness plays a big part, even though we have like years to record the EP, we still, we still take everything for granted and act lazy and don't do a good job out of it. So that's what I want to do. I want to uh, take it one step at a time, one day at a time and record everything properly and give some time for the next one. Looking forward, can we expect some new music from you in the near future? Yeah man, uh, there's an album coming up, the album's name is called Murray and uh, for now I'm debating between 8 songs or 10 songs and uh, because it's quarantine and because we have an extra day after Sunday called Someday and I have like one and a half month of some days where I thought I'll record demos someday but yeah so i have a lot of days to record demos and i'm doing that and i'm trying to put an arrangement out for it so yeah if uh so if you're looking forward to an album from me it's called murray and it'll be out soon awesome thanks one for the time and uh, all the best i'm glad you invited me over thanks dave see you soon